0: hello and welcome to another episode of the average joe football show i'm your host joe fair thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of ray romano's favorite football podcast
1: <laughs> oh man and
0: that's right ray romano everybody loves raymond like the woolly mammoth and every raymond loves the average joe football show yes the woolly mammoth as well wow that was a good can you say that that line again uh sorry okay so i think it was every Raymond. no every everybody loves raymond no uh no it was just you'll have to just go back and listen okay. to it yeah i'll bring yeah. it up thanks this that is the Average good, joe though. football show sorry for interrupting you joe i'm joined good. By my illustrious producer, Joe Thiessen. How's it going, Joe? It's going uh, really well. Yeah? Super good. That's good. That's good. Uh, before we get too much into uh, Joe's life, um, this is the Average Joe Football Show. We're going to talk football, among other things. Uh, if you this is your first time listening, welcome. If this is your 51st time listening, because this is episode 51, welcome as well. Thanks for supporting this show. Um, yeah. We uh we're we're a podcast. We talk football. We talk other things. Um, Jam packed show today. Really excited. We got the NFL draft. Uh, by the time you're listening to this on a Tuesday or whenever, um, we're recording this on a Saturday, so uh, it's coming coming out on Tuesday. So you're just a few days until the 2021 NFL draft. Thursday Thursday night. Thursday night. Thursday night is when the draft is happening. Yes. Sir, Thursday night. Wow. I'm, I'm fired up. Uh, I wrote a mock draft, wrote my first article for Blue Collar Media Group. If you have not checked that out, please do. Uh, Bluecollarmediagroup.com Group, media uh, or I think it's bluecollarmg.com. Um, they were nice enough to, to take me on as a writer. Um, I'm writing some NFL stuff on there. Super fun. I think it gives me the ability to ha- maybe be a little bit more laid back with this podcast and a little bit more football, serious football centric, uh, in those articles. If you have not read it, please go do that. I, th- I, I like it. Um, I, other people have given me, uh, support on that and I really, I really appreciate all the support uh, and the feedback that I've gotten on that. So if you have not checked that out, please do check that out. We're going to be going through my mock draft actually today, uh, so, maybe you don't have to go <laughs> and, and look at that, but uh, I would definitely still appreciate if you would. Um, yeah, we're going to talk my mock draft today. Uh, we're going to talk news around the NFL, uh, and we're just, we're excited. We're excited today. Uh, the NFL draft is just around the corner. Probably my favorite day of the year, other than on my anniversary, obviously, okay. um, and Christmas. Yeah. Uh, uh, I love the NFL draft, so i'm I'm excited. I'm feeling good. Sometimes, Joe, I feel like I come onto the show. I, can't, I you know we record this in the mornings now a lot. I'm a little tired. I just woke up, you know, not not uh, not feeling all the way there. Mm-hmm. Today, I feel great. It's good. I feel great. Did you get a good eight hours last night or what? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, actually probably I did get a good eight hours, did you? Yeah, this is I actually did. a <laughs> nice. good talk. It's it important to get sleep. Yeah, uh, I woke up. I had. I don't always have breakfast. I almost never have breakfast. I don't like breakfast as a as an entity. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, we talked about this. Yeah, don't <laughs> don't like it. I did have cereal with bananas in it. I chopped up bananas, put it in the cereal. Oh, that's good. Uh, I prepped a little bit more for this <clears> show. Uh, I did some push ups, um, and I I took a shower and uh, put on some deodorant and okay every detail got some coffee. Uh, maybe went to the bathroom once or twice. Feeling great. Honestly, feeling feeling refreshed, feeling good.
2: Yeah, Joe and I actually had an argument, and maybe we can talk about this mm. um, a little more. Maybe not today, but another day. But um, Joe, I think, I personally believe uh, that breakfast is the best meal. Mm. I think that breakfast, you can make breakfast the best meal of the day. And I'm not saying it every single day that breakfast is, because I usually don't have a big breakfast or a good breakfast mm. or any breakfast at all a lot of days, yeah. but when I do, actually take time
0: to make breakfast it's the best meal of the day do you think that the the reason that you feel that way is because like you said you rarely have breakfast so when you do it's kind of a big deal it's kind of special because you have lunch and you have dinner slash supper every day so it's like it's not a special thing but when you have breakfast it's like oh i don't do this all the time that's not this why kind of, i well listen, that's not why Because you to dive into the psychology because my like. lunch usually i don't have a great lunch because i usually eat it at breakfast time yeah i know and i want i want you to stop doing that I I, no. of, I often call you out at work for for eating your lunch too early. I Think that you would appreciate lunch a little bit more. I just think that uh, in regards to that argument, and you know, I know you said we can maybe talk about it some other time, but we, you know, we can discuss it a little bit now. Um, what is the meal that everybody goes out for uh, dates and everything? It's like if you're going to go out on a date with somebody, you don't go out for breakfast. Maybe on the off occasion you go out for breakfast. If you're going to go on a date or you're going to go out for So you're going to go out with your friends. You're going to go out with the boys. What do you go out for? Dinner. Dinner. You always go out for dinner. To me, dinner has the most potential. Lunch is kind of like a throwaway meal. You eat leftovers from dinner uh, the the, the night before. Uh, Dinner, like a Friday night dinner, going out to eat before COVID and when we can actually do fun things. That's the best. I mean, you don't go out for breakfast on a Friday. No, you got to go to work. Socially,
2: socially... I absolutely agree that dinner is the best.
0: I'm talking about the meal. No, I'm, I'm I mean food-wise as well. I think food there's more potential on dinner. You don't eat it, like I I don't like breakfast foods that much. I think that's maybe where where that's I that's probably it. On that. I love them. Yeah. I love dude. Coras going to Coras.
2: Yes, is my okay. obviously is like, that's great is the, the greatest. The, the 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 spread. Man, you go to Coras and the spread. It's
0: about the spread, man. Oh man, oh man. Okay. <laughs> But I just think that, like, going to, like, a place for dinner for, like, a if they have, like, a, a buffet, I'd take that over, like, a, a nice spread of bread. I just think you can eat more things. I, I, I don't mind eggs and like, and, like, omelets and, like, pancakes, crepes. All, the, all that stuff is good, and there's a time and place for that. Okay. But I think every day you can enjoy a, a hearty supper,
2: a also, hearty I, dinner. I just have to tell you that the reason that people don't go out for breakfast as often is because it's in the morning they have to go to work well in the yeah they can only go out for breakfast on the weekends but still, that's the, why the time to hang out is in the evening whether or not you have, i'm to not work talking or about not. hanging that's why i said socially yeah dinner is the best but okay so we're halfway there a I good just, meal yeah. i just
0: i think you can eat more things for dinner as well there's there's better things okay i and i agree with that you can <laughs> eat there's a,
2: a bigger selection a bigger variety but honestly no you can do a lot more than just what we traditionally eat for breakfast. There's a lot more things you can do. Okay. Well, yeah. So
0: you can you go to other cultures and stuff. But I mean I'm just, you know, I'm just Oh, but you hate other cultures, don't you? I don't. Let the let, you're the, rec- against, you're let the record Let the records show I don't hate other cultures. I embrace other cultures. You were just saying earlier. Uh, no, <laughs> I was not <laughs> saying earlier. You don't you you shut up. I was not saying earlier.
2: Obviously I'm just kidding, uh, but um No, I'm serious. It's I don't know. There,
0: you. There's more than you think. Okay. Well, agree to disagree, I guess. Okay. We'll have to. We'll have to. We'll have to talk about it more. Come. Come with some cold hard facts. But Joe, I don't know if you have anything else. I feel like you have something else that you want. You want to talk about at the top of the podcast mm. or? Oh, I wanted to talk
2: about a little bit about a movie that I watched.
0: Yes. Um, um,
2: over the weekend. Not weekend. Mm. It is the weekend now. That's the weekend now. So you so probably it was, watched it in the week. It was Thursday night. Thursday night. Uh, we. Our, my wife had um, was doing exams. Um, her last exam, she's actually done college now. Hey, congratulations. Yeah. And uh, so, basically, she was doing exams, so I, I started I started watching a movie. Mm. All right. I was looking for a movie, and I saw Alita Battle Angel. Oh. It was on Netflix. I was like, oh, I've wanted to watch this for so long. So, I opened it up. I watched the movie. Oh, <laughs>
0: my goodness, man. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> you got to... I I need a battle. Sorry, I don't know what this movie is. You'll have to explain it to me a little
2: bit. Basically, opening scene: there's a guy. He's walking around a scrapyard. Okay? okay, looking for. Um, he's a he's a cyber cyber surgeon. Hmm. So it's it's like it's like a cyberpunk movie. Like, okay, after there's a huge war that they call the Fall. Um, the world gets destroyed, or most of the world is uh gets destroyed except for a couple places or one place i, I i'm not 100 sure they didn't give a whole lot of backstory but um basically uh opening scene this guy's walking around in a scrapyard looking for parts and stuff and all of a sudden he sees this like upper torso of a of a person it's like what like a cyborg oh. like, what and then he picks it up and it's like <gasps> and um it's it's this girl. It's this cyber cyborg uh, person. And then he so he finds out the rest of a body for her and like puts her together again, and uh, names her Alita, which is actually the name of his daughter who was murdered. Oh, so it's kind of sad. That's always happens. Yeah, but then uh, they find out that she is. Do you want me to spoil it for you? Probably right. Maybe we
0: should put a spoiler alert. Yeah, a bit of a spoiler here. alert. Spoiler alert. Um,
2: they find out that she is actually used as like a like a cyborg like a cyber weapon oh um there she was using a cyber weapon uh, of Erm technology which is the united republic of mars um, oh my goodness mars yeah so yeah it's it's crazy so she basically uses a weapon and then she ate she uh she's just so kick butt dude she <laughs> is the coolest anyways yeah, that that's just about it. It's just I you know I love I've talked about this before, okay? Yeah, I know. I went through a really big cyberpunk stage and I'm still in it and I love the movie. Mm, we'll have to
0: have a, a designated segments uh maybe not on this podcast but on some other podcasts where you can talk you can where talk I can about nerd your movie. out a bit. You love movies, man. I appreciate that about out. you. Yeah, I was also thinking about watching Good Bull Hunting. I don't know if you've seen it. No, I just heard that it's got a lot of swearing in it. Oh. So, I just try to be careful as far as that goes, obviously, what yeah. the swearing goes and all that stuff. So, But yeah, uh,
2: this uh, this whole movie Elite Battle Angel anyways is like it's mostly it's like CGI. Mm. And oh, they did such a
0: good job. That's risky
2: because it uh, uh, yeah. either
0: will be awesome or it will be terrible mm-hmm. if you do everything CGI. Yeah,
2: also James Cameron was a part of making it. Mm. Um, guy who made Avatar. Avatar. Yeah nice are they ever coming out with a sequel for that movie I, I there was talk of it i believe they were but uh covid you know it's so. a long movie isn't it that, that one's like what yeah, four yeah also long? also an amazing movie
0: that's something listen fantastic I movie that's it not is four really hours good. maybe two it's and long and a half. look it up it's i
2: bet you it's more than three hours hey siri how long is james cameron's the avatar 2.7 hours really
0: that's it 2. Okay, maybe hours. I was mistaken. So, but, well, well,
2: 2.7 hours. Oh, 2.... Point, okay, I thought you said... Uh, that's two and three quarter two point,
0: hours. That's almost three hours. Yeah. So, listen. This is a rant that I, I'll have to have. We're just going to save everything we want to talk about this, for another podcast. I hate this because you don't like movies very much. No, I, and, I like movies. That's the thing. I just okay. think that movies should have a limit. I think two hours and like 15 minutes, that's a movie. I think if you... Like, what's this movie that came out? The Justice League with whatever the... What was his name? The the Snyder, Zack Snyder. Snyder cut this movie was like four hours long. To me, if your movie is four hours long, you can't make you suck at making movies. Oh, you careful, you, you messed up the movie. It's like it's too long. You made a show. You made a TV show. Now it's like you you should be able if you're good at making and listen. Obviously Zack Snyder, whoever he is, I don't know him that well. He's probably a better better at making movies than me. <laughs> you know, maybe we, don't, we know don't know that. I've never made a movie before, but. I think that it should be an unwritten rule that if you have to be able to fit your movie into into like two hours, and I'll give you two and a half hours as a max, but like if if your movie is three, four hours long, you 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 failed at making a movie, man. Mm. It might be good, no. you made it too long. No, you made it too long. I don't want half my day to be over because I watched a stinking movie. Half your day. It's just, man. It's too much, man. Movies Make are a, shorter.
2: Movies are a special thing. Okay.
0: Yeah, I. I think we my 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 woman my my wife <laughs> my and I, woman I was thinking Wonder Woman. We watched Wonder Woman. That movie is also long, I think. Uh that one was like I thought it was going to end a few times. I was like all right. We're getting we're getting towards the end here. Um no, too long. Uh even if it's a good movie, just just make them shorter. You know, we don't we, we don't need to be here.
2: There was oh, there was actually one movie. There was one movie that I watched that I was like okay, this movie is too long. And it needs to end right now. Um, a Wolf of Wall Street. And I've never watched Wolf that of that movie.
0: Wait, t- I never even finished it. Way too long. Mm-hmm. Way
2: too long. Um, I don't remember. Anyways, it's, it's not important. If if a movie is good, it can go however long it won- Like if if you're making a good Where's movie, cut off. We have to have a rule. We ha- like you can't you can't make a five hour movie. You have to do part one. If you're doing a movie that long, have yeah, it has to be exactly. part one and part one Put and part two. Put it in sequels.
0: If you have a four hour movie, that's two. Two two-hour movies. Double the money right there. That's another <laughs> thing with releasing albums. If you want to give me a 30-song a 30, 30 album, that's too much, man. Too much. Make it two albums. Make it, a, make it a two-parter. A double album. It's just... I don't know. I just don't like things too... I like my things in small... Small... Everything in proportion. Packages. Yeah. Like, I yeah, I like pro- proportions. You know what I'm is saying? Did I say that right? Everything in proportion? Everything in moderation? Moderation, yeah. Well, but... proportion is like... But proportion is vague. You have to say small or big, right? Yeah. Proportion? Every, yeah, okay. you have to say I don't know. We're small. getting into <laughs> into territory we're not very comfortable with yeah. right now. We need other people smarter with words. So I was I was reading some reviews for different uh, different podcasts that I listen to. I love this podcast. It's my favorite podcast. I'll say it. it's the around the NFL podcast. Um, I've talked about it lots of times. My inspiration to start a podcast. I was reading reviews. They have tremendous reviews. Mostly five-star reviews. But you get to some reviews and they're one-star reviews. And they talk about these idiots. They all just talk for like for like three minutes about stuff that's not football related. And they give them a one star for that. I was like, oh my goodness, let's hope these people never find this podcast. <laughs> they will be furious. We need to rebrand. <laughs> yeah, they will be furious. No kidding. Uh, we've now wasted what feels like probably 20 minutes talking yeah. anything but football. Also, another thing, I'm not going to get into it, but my biggest
2: pet peeve <laughs> Is people that that go out of their way to make bad reviews for places. Yeah. Oh, man. There was this one. Sorry, I'm just going to get into it a little no, bit. No, no, do it. There was this guy, you know, he can go on Google reviews and yeah. see like people, and you can go onto their profile and see like most of the things that they have reviewed. It's, it's actually pretty interesting. Uh, he, This guy, I went on his profile. He had so many, like just, he only had one star reviews. It's like he went on there just so he could make bad reviews. What a miserable reviews. life that guy must right? live. He, he, yeah. Have you ever been to Starbucks? Yes. It takes a while to get your drink from Starbucks. You know, like you order your drink, it's they have a they have a thing. It takes a longer long time to get your drink at Starbucks. Mm-hmm. They have, make it different. I don't know, <laughs> fancier, it's better, more it's expensive, more expensive. Anyways. They got to do something with the beans. So this guy he comments and he says he get give excuse me a one star review to this um. Starbucks and he said basically uh I went through the drive through and it took like eight to ten minutes per car to get through the drive through it's like dude people go to Starbucks they order one or more drink yeah it's you wait in line that long yeah that's how long it
0: takes at Starbucks yeah man Starbucks you gotta know what you want to expect it's just I don't have the energy or the to- well I have the time I'm lazy so even if I really like a place I won't even give them a positive review I'll just say hey I like this place but I can't imagine wasting time in your day to, to put negative reviews on all the things that you hate. It's like, ah, what a miserable life. Yeah. I guess I can't imagine. I can't imagine who that guy is. He must just be so miserable. Yeah. It's actually Joel. That's who it is. <laughs> yeah, I'm I think just, so. I'm just kidding. I was just trying to think of somebody who the podcast listeners would know. Um, But... Without further ado, I mean I think we've we've wasted enough time. Not wasted. This is all valued conversation. I'm sure this is for somebody. A lot of people appreciate this. Um, but I think eventually we gotta jump into football at some point. Am I right, Joe? hmm This is the average Joe football show after all. So why don't we start off with a little bit of news? First up in the news, we got uh, a trade that actually messes with my mock draft uh, just a few days after I uploaded it. And uh, just before we're talking about it on the podcast, the Kansas City Chiefs actually trade away their first round pick uh, as well as a a third round pick this year, a fourth round pick this year and a fifth round pick next year uh, for Orlando Brown, the tackle. Uh, from Baltimore that have requested a trade. Kansas City receives in return, obviously, Orlando Brown, uh, a second round pick in this year's draft, as well as a fifth round pick uh, in next year's draft. So they swapped those fifth round picks uh, in next year's draft. So Orlando Brown, uh, who was a Pro Bowl player last year uh, for Baltimore uh, at left tackle and at right tackle, uh, Ronnie Stanley got injured at left tackle. Orlando Brown went and played uh, left tackle in his stead. Uh, and since that, Orlando Brown has said, I'm a left tackle. I don't want to play right tackle um, and requested a trade. He does not want to play right tackle anymore. He will now play uh, left tackle for the Kansas City Chiefs. I would hope he would play left tackle now. It's kind of crazy uh, how much the Kansas City Chiefs have (laughs) have done for this offensive line uh, in the last few months, uh, really since free agency. They got rid of their tackles, uh, Eric Fisher, Mitchell Schwartz, and they brought in Joe Tooney. Uh, made him the highest paid guard in the NFL. Um, they they brought in uh, Kyle Long out of retirement, and now they bring in Orlando Brown, who's only 24, still a ton of potential. He's played well in his career. I don't know if he's like an elite level tackle, but uh, certainly better than what they have on their roster. And I, and I give credit to the Chiefs. Uh, it, it looked like they didn't have much of a plan there at the offensive uh, line position. I said all along, I thought, They have to have a plan. There's no way you just release your top two uh, tackles, both your starting tackles, without having a plan. And I don't know if this was in the plan all along. Uh, You would think that maybe they had been thinking about this for some time, but they trade away their first-round pick as well as other compensation for a solid young tackle, a guy who who's on the final year of his contract. So they'll have to. The plan right now apparently is for them to have him play out that contract. Uh, and, and but that's a lot of capital to give up to to potentially have a one-year rental on a guy but the Kansas City Chiefs they improve their offensive line one piece at a time here in free agency uh, and trades and there's still potential they could re-sign Mitchell Schwartz and Eric Fisher two guys struggling with injuries haven't been signed yet um, so who knows maybe they come back and then the Chiefs look like geniuses for getting them on a, on a smaller deal and as far as the Ravens go there. They have been rumored that they are already going to fill that position, that right tackle position with Alejandro Villanueva, uh, the former tackle uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, one of the coolest names probably in the NFL. Um, apparently he is supposed to be headed to Baltimore to replace Orlando Brown. So I, I think a good trade all around. A lot of a lot of picks changing hands. There seems almost unnecessarily complicated just, just do a first-round pick or something. But the Baltimore receives a first-round pick this year, third and a fourth-round pick this this year, uh, and a fifth. They swap with Kansas City, and Kansas City gets a second-round back. That's kind of surprising to get a second-round pick back, uh, but they also get Orlando Brown. So a good trade, I think, for both sides, and it shakes up the first round a little bit more. I've, I think we will see more trades, and you'll see that in my mock draft, uh, as I did include trades in my mock draft. But yeah, that's kind of kicks off the week uh, of the draft with a trade. Next up in the news, we got uniform news. It seems like this year, not nearly as many uniform changes. I think in the first year of the podcast, it seemed like there was like eight teams that changed their uniforms. Every week we'd have a new uniform reveal. Uh, I think the only team changing their uniforms this year. I could be mistaken, but I think it's the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals get new uniforms. Joe, I'd love to know your opinion. I know you don't care much about uniforms. Sorry to bring you back in the podcast, but the Cincinnati Bengals get uh, new uniforms. I don't mind them. Let's look them up here real quick. Um, I would encourage you to do the same. My first takeaway uh, from this is to never... When you're doing a uniform reveal, don't ever do the mannequins. Put them on the mannequins. Every uniform looks stupid on a mannequin. There's no uniform that looks good uh, on, on a mannequin. They look so dumb. But then you get the pictures of the actual players, Joe Burrow, Wearing uh his new uniform, Tyler Boyd. Uh, we got who's that right there, Carl Nassib. I don't even know who that is. Goodness, that's bad. Um, and then you got T Higgins and Jesse Bates, maybe something like that. Um, shows how much I know about some of the Bengals players. But Joe, what do you think? You got a picture of the the, the new Bengals uniforms? You find anything? Yeah, those are those are it right there. What are your thoughts? I- Dang. Um. I guess you don't really know what the old ones look like. I mean, so far so good. <laughs> so far so good. Yeah, they look they look alright. I'd like to know what are your thoughts on the striped uh, striped helmets. I I like the striped. helmets. Yeah, I like I like that look. I I do too. Joel, who's on this podcast, sometimes um thinks it's the stupidest look in the entire NFL. Why? I don't know. He thinks it looks cheesy or childish. I guess. I think no, it looks it, awesome. Tony the Tiger, baby. Yeah, man, it's uni- it looks good. I, I like think it it's a lot. Unique. It's like it's like a cool thing that they do. Uh, I really like the white uniforms. Everybody's talking about the white uniforms. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, the NFL has a one helmet rule. You can only wear one kind of helmet. Stupidest rule in the world. Once that thing gets lifted, which a lot of people expect it to do, and they can wear a white is that striped a- helmet. Is that a COVID thing? No, it's it's a safety thing. Oh. It's for concussions. What? Yeah, because apparently... I don't know. It's stupid. It literally makes well, no like sense. A, b- a broken in helmet is I, 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 safer? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I think... I, yeah, I guess just... You, it, the more you switch helmets, the more risk you are to get a head injury. But that doesn't make any sense. Do you they make the same helmets in different colors? That's just I don't know. But once they get once they, they lift that rule, which a lot of people expect them to do, and they wear that a white helmet with stripes, uh with a white uniform. So they look like the uh what do they call? The uh it's like the Serbian tigers or whatever? The Siberian Siberian. <laughs> Serbian, they're the same thing. Oh, where no. is Siberia Serbia and Siberia are different? <laughs>
2: anyway just keep going
0: Siberian Tiger would that look dope yeah all white Siberian Tiger yeah that would look sick uh yeah I don't know would it be Uh, white and black or white and orange white and black oh that's so cool yeah white and black would look there'd be like no barely any orange on there that would look so sick um yeah so that's just uh, I guess out of 10 I'd give it like an eight I love it that they go with simple uniforms nothing too complicated some teams go way too much with their uniforms Uh, like the Atlanta Falcons last year who I roasted on this podcast for having Hideous new uniforms. And I still think they're pretty hideous. I like the Mangos new uniforms. I think they look good. Uh, didn't overcomplicate them. Kept the cool helmet. Uh, overall, not bad. Speaking of uniforms, the NFL also made a rule change uh, very recently. And that was uh, to allow more variety with numbers. So now players will be able to uh, have a wider, wider variety of numbers. And it only affects... Running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, and defensive backs. So they can now wear uh, single-digit numbers. That's kind of the big thing. You can wear now any number. So, so running backs previously um, c- could only wear uh, numbers from 20 to 49. That was their range. They could only wear that now. And I didn't even know this part. They can wear 1 to 49. And they can also wear 80 to 89. I did not know that. 80 to 89. That's kind of weird. That'll look weird on running backs. Uh, Receivers used to only be able to wear 10 to 19 and then 80 to 89. And now they can wear 1 to 49, 80 to 89. I just think it's cool. Same with tight ends, the same situation. Oh, tight ends can even wear number 90, it looks like, in here. I hope this is a legit website. It seems like it is. Um, defensive backs, also linebackers can wear single digit numbers. I think this is cool to me. A single digit number just looks faster. It looks more clean. I love the the look of a single digit number. Tom Brady hates this idea. Um, he was on Instagram saying that it's stupid. um, and it's going to cause a lot of bad football because people aren't, aren't going to know where to block, who to block because their numbers are different. And I'm like, you know, these are NFL players. You should, you would think that they're able to figure out who to block regardless of the number. I think it's going to look cool. A lot of people talking about changing numbers. Dalvin Cook, uh, the running back for the the Minnesota Vikings, talked about changing back to number four from 33. But it comes with a little bit of a catch. If you change your number in the NFL right now, this is the last year I think this rule applies. Um, If you change your number, uh, you have to then buy all the jerseys that have been made with your old number. So if Dalvin Cook changed his number from 33 to 4, it would cost him $1.5 million to change his number because he'd have to buy all the merchandise that was made with a number 33. So I think this is going to cause a lot of people to not change their jersey numbers, Um, but I like it. I like... I think it's fun. I think that's the one thing about college football that's cool is the is the single digit numbers. It'd be cool to see a wide receiver wear like a twenty seven or something, just like totally off the board. Something you never, Joe. I know you don't care about. It's so that. So weird that you feel like, Oh, it'd be so cool to see a wide receiver wear twenty seven. <laughs> like, why?
2: Why would he never be able to wear twenty?
0: Well, because he just, just wasn't allowed before. I know, but I think it's a dumb rule. It okay. Well, it, it, to a certain extent, I, like and. I am a I am a sort of a traditional traditionalist with with some of the I don't want to see offensive linemen wearing single digit numbers to me that would look stupid that would be dumb it would you're I, right yeah yeah listen man you don't get it but it's I don't want to see that but I love a, the the variety as far as some of the the play, uh, the playmaking players on both offense and defense being able to switch up their numbers did not know that running backs could wear eighty to eighty nine now that'll be different so I guess Ty Montgomery for the Packers. Back in the day was kind of a trendsetter uh, for that wearing like 88 or something as a running back. But overall, I'm kind of excited about the jersey number uh, changes. Uh, I think this is a rest in peace to to receivers wearing 80 to 89. They already don't. Like you can really think of any receivers, any big name receivers that wear numbers in the 80s. It was always uh, teen numbers Uh, like Jarvis Landry is the first one that I can think of right now. Uh, I think that we're going to see even less of that. It's going to be single-digit numbers and the and the teens numbers. But uh, cool rule change. It'll 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 switch up the NFL a little bit. I think more than people people think. I think it's it, it's it's a bigger deal than than people like Joe give it credit for. Last up in the news, we're going to try to make this one a little quick because I think we're going to be we're going to be running long on this podcast. But Alex Smith retires from the NFL. Uh, cheers to him on an incredible NFL career. Um, Alex Smith, the guy who had the broken leg, yeah, man, he retired. Yeah, he retired now. Good for him. One comeback season and then, yeah, uh, it just. I think it was just it was too scary, man, to have him out on the field. Reasonably, like, yeah, even just watching him as like I don't like he's not obviously a family member or anything, but like just it's just like you just just be careful out there, man. Mm-hmm. Like he almost died from that leg injury just a few years ago. He came back uh, and apparently he was going to potentially be the back a backup on on Jacksonville. The Jacksonville doctors did not like what they see, what they saw rather, uh, as far as his medical went. So then I guess he just reti- decided to retire after 16 seasons in the NFL. That's long enough. I think that's good. Um, shout out to Alex Smith, incredible career. Didn't start off amazing, but he persevered, and I think that was a, a thing throughout his career. If you have not seen his documentary, uh, Project Eleven, fantastic documentary about everything, all the trials he went through, both before the the injury and after the injury. And I think his, his career is just a story of perseverance and, and just producing uh, a guy who was up against it a few times uh, in his NFL career. Got, got replaced a couple times by Colin Kaepernick, by, um, by Patrick Mahomes, uh, and he just persevered. And then you saw with that injury, the, the most extreme aspect of that, persevering through near-death experience to play NFL football again, even if it was only for a season, one comeback player of the year. A lot of people are saying they should name that award after him. I agree 100%. I don't know if we'll ever have a comeback like that again. Uh, So cheers to Alex Smith on an incredible uh, story and and a very solid NFL career. Now moving on to the real meat and potatoes of this podcast. And it's my mock draft. Before we jump into the first pick, uh, the NFL did announce 16 prospects uh, that will be joining uh, the commissioner and everybody in, in the draft or at the draft live in Cleveland Those prospects are Mac Jones, Trey Lance, Zach Wilson uh, for the quarterbacks. Then you have Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddell, and Kyle Pitts, the the pass-catching group there. Uh, Rashawn Slater, uh, Christian Barmore, Gregory Rousseau, Micah Parsons, Caleb Farley, and Patrick Sertan. All guys that are projected to go easily. Uh, in the first round, they're they're going to be there live in the draft to shake hands and hug with the commissioner because he's been vaccinated now, so he's allowed to hug the guys again. It's going to be a, a just a, a fantastic time. Um, so those are the guys that are going to be uh, at the draft live, and I think that's that's special. The the first pick uh, in the draft, pre- presumably Trevor Lawrence, will not be there. He's going to be at home with his family. Um, but why don't we just jump into the into the draft? I'm gonna give you guys uh, my mock draft, another mock draft. Just what we need in a world with with endless mock draft. One more from another guy with a podcast. Um if you again, if you haven't checked it out on bluecollarmg.com, uh, make sure you go and check that out. But let's jump into the first pick. With the first pick in the average Joe. 2021 NFL Mock Draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Trevor Lawrence quarterback out of Clemson. This pick is obvious. We've known this for months. Uh, It's not going to be a surprise. It's going to be one of those situations where we waste 15 minutes, the 15 minutes that they have allotted to make this pick. They're going to waste all 15 of them where they're going to sit around. Uh, We're going to hear all the analysts talk about how we know this is Trevor Lawrence. They're going to talk about it for 15 minutes, waste all of our time only to have it go exactly how we all knew it was going to go in the first play. Trevor Lawrence, he's the best best player in this draft. Uh, you can discuss, you know, maybe Kyle Pitts or somebody is a better overall player. I think Trevor Lawrence is the best player. I think uh, people tend to put too much into some of his struggles. Uh, it was, a, it was a, a, a tough year last year to be a college football player. Uh, I think Trevor Lawrence has all the tools. He is to me a can't miss quarterback, and that's always risky to say. But I think the personality's there. He doesn't have that like Ryan Leaf did. I think the skills are there. I'm excited to see if he can turn around the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, and I'm sure Urban Meyer, who really only took that job because of Trevor Lawrence, I believe, um, is excited to, to bring him in the building. And hopefully he can change a franchise that just... They've been boring for a long time. They need something exciting. They need something to switch it up. Um, get people excited about the Jaguars. Other than that one run to the AFC Championship a few years back... Uh, They've just been a nameless, faceless franchise for too long. And now they have a a face of the franchise in Trevor Lawrence. With the number two pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the New York Jets select Zach Wilson, quarterback, BYU. Uh, Sam Darnold's gone there now uh, in New York. To me, this is going to be a quarterback. This is going to be Zach Wilson. I think these first two picks, we all know who it's going to be uh, quietly. It's going to be Trevor Lawrence one. It's going to be Zach Wilson two. I rank Zach Wilson as my number two quarterback in this draft class. I think most people have him as the number two quarterback in this draft class. Some people even have him as the number one quarterback in this draft class. I think Zach Wilson, he's got incredible potential. He's got an incredible arm, uh, an incredible ability to throw off-platform and he is just an exciting player. Um, as a Dolphins fan, I'm kind of, uh, I don't know if jealous, but I'm, I'm not looking forward to him being a part of the New York Jets because I don't, I don't like the Jets as a fan. Obviously, I try to be impartial on the podcast, but I think Zach Wilson is an, is an exciting player. And I'm excited to see what he does in the NFL. I think he brings excitement to a franchise that also needs excitement. Joe Douglas is there. Um, he has his head coach now, Robert Sala. They get their quarterback. They're starting fresh resetting the clock on that quarterback contract uh, with an exciting quarterback. With the number three pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the San Francisco 49ers select Justin Fields quarterback Ohio State. This is where I go a little bit different from a lot of people. I think that most people uh, have a consensus that Mac Jones is going to be the pick here. Uh, I just, I refuse to believe that Mac Jones is the pick. I just can't, I can't believe it. And this is not a Mac, an, a knock on Mac Jones. Like I said, I think Mac Jones will be a fine quarterback in the NFL. I think he'll do well, uh, especially if he did go to the 49. I think that's where he would succeed the most. But to me, if you're trading three first round picks, uh, I got to trade it for somebody with higher upside. And to me, Justin Fields, I, I, I've almost gotten to the point where I've switched him and Zach Wilson. Um, in my quarterback rankings. I love Justin Fields. I think he is going to be somebody that people are going to regret passing on. I think he's got all the tools. He's incredibly accurate. He's incredibly athletic. And it's just a guy who who could turn around a franchise. And I, I think him and the Kyle Shanahan offense would be so exciting. I think Kyle Shanahan could make things easier on him. He doesn't have to make as many reads. Uh, and he could just develop as a quarterback uh, tremendously in that 49ers offense. So I know Mac Jones seems to be borderline the consensus here but to me i'm going with justin fields i think the 49ers i think we're gonna have surprises in this draft and maybe this is the first surprise and with the fourth pick we actually have a trade and it's the the first trade of this mock draft uh And another surprise, like I said, there's going to be surprises in this draft, and this would be a huge surprise. I have the Washington football team trading all the way up from 19 to number four with the Atlanta Falcons, and they select, with the fourth pick in the 2020 NFL draft, Trey Lance, the quarterback out of North Dakota State. Uh, They would have to give up a ton to do this, and don't get me wrong, this would be hard to do. I think... If, if I'm being honest, they'll probably have to trade up a little higher before trading up to that number four pick, but I just have them trading straight from uh, 19 to four, just for simplicity reasons. I think they'd have to give up multiple first round picks and probably one of their good defensive players to get up to number four. We've heard rumors that they're very interested in, in Trey Lance, the quarterback uh, out of North Dakota, another guy with tremendous potential. Bring him in. He can sit behind Ryan Fitzpatrick like we saw with Tua for a little bit. Why not have him? You have a, a, a player in Ryan Fitzpatrick that can manage, play well at times at the quarterback position. Have him come in, learn behind Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think this, this, this pick just makes sense. And we've seen it before with Washington. They've traded up a ton uh, to go up and get their franchise quarterback. They did it with RG3 in 2012. Now, in the end, it didn't really work. Uh, but for that one season that he was injury-free, it was dynamic and exciting. And I think that's what this team is missing right now. They have a sneaky good team. And if they could bring in a future franchise quarterback, that could change the the trajectory of this team forever. And with the fifth pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Cincinnati Bengals select Jamar Chase, wide receiver, LSU. Uh, Joe Burrow has made it. Uh, abundantly clear that he wants Joe he wants Jamar Chase he wants to team up with his college teammate um, so I think the Bengals they, they listen to him a lot of teams have in the past not listened to their quarterbacks we saw what's going on with Deshaun Watson other than all the legal issues before that um, I think teams are going to be more hesitant to just ignore their their franchise quarterbacks. so I think the Bengals go uh, with Jamar Chase uh, I don't think they really need jamar chase i think they have t higgins they have uh, tyler boyd uh, and they have, who's the other guy Auden tate i think that's a that's a serviceable uh wide receiver group i think that's actually one of the probably the maybe a top 10 group in the nfl i'm not gonna say one of the best but it's certainly not bad uh but you know you can never have enough weapons uh i think it's either jamar chase or Pene sewell i would take penny sewell i talked about it on last week's episode But I think uh, sometimes teams can get caught up in the flashy pick. And that's what I have the Bengals doing here with the fifth pick. And with the sixth pick in the 2021 NFL draft, the Miami Dolphins select Kyle Pitts, the tight end out of Florida. Uh, A lot of talk about the Dolphins potentially trading out of number six. I just, I think they traded up to six because they have players in mind, uh, whether it's Kyle Pitts, Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith, uh, they have somebody in mind. They're okay with guys getting picked. They pro- I, th- I think they probably have three or four guys uh, that they're comfortable with at number six. And, and that's why they traded up to number six. So they want as many quarterbacks to go in front of them as possible. And here, four quarterbacks go in front of them and they get potentially the best player in the draft, Kyle Pitts. Uh, like I talked about, uh, I still think Trevor Lawrence is the best player in the draft. But a lot of people have Kyle Pitts as their number one guy. Uh, and you can bring him in. Him and Mike Gusecki could be a dynamic duo. Uh, he's a guy who who you can play out wide. You can play in the slot. You can play at tight end. He's a decent blocker. Uh, and just another weapon for, for Miami to build around Tua to tonga and not give him any excuses uh, going into the next couple years in Miami. And then at number seven, we have another another trade, uh, the second trade, the final trade uh, in my mock draft. And it's the New England Patriots coming up to number seven uh, to get themselves a franchise quarterback, or so they hope. And it's Mac Jones, the fifth quarterback taken in the top 10. Uh, they come up from 15 with Detroit. This one just makes too much sense for me. I know people are thinking the Patriots potentially want a, a mobile quarterback because they have Cam Newton there. They're trying to maybe shift. To me, Mac Jones, we've heard nothing but great things about how smart he is, about how uh, how cerebral he is, how he's, he's so good at picking up offenses. I think the Patriots would love that. And if he starts to slide like he is in this mock draft, they would absolutely trade up into the top 10, especially with this newfound aggression that they've had this offseason. So the Patriots trade up to number seven to grab Mac Jones Uh, And he falls a little bit further in my mock draft than a lot of people uh, might have him. And then with the number eight pick, we have the Carolina Panthers taking tackle Penny Sewell out of Oregon. Uh, This is one that if Sewell is still on the board at number eight for Carolina, they run this thing to the table because uh, he's potentially... Uh, uh well he is like a top three player in this draft he is a a, a stud left tackle he's a guy who can protect Sam Darnold get him uh, surround Sam Darnold with as, much, with as much as possible Carolina already got Sam Darnold so they're, they're not really looking into quarterbacks here all the top quarterbacks are off the board so go with a guy who can protect the quarterback that you invested in uh, and get Penny Sewell With the number 9 pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, I have the Denver Broncos selecting Micah Parsons, the linebacker out of Penn State. This is another team in the top 10 that benefits greatly from the quarterbacks going early. Great players like Micah Parsons who uh, should not be picked this late. I mean, 9 is still not late, but Micah Parsons is a guy who can do it all. I think Vic Fangio will love to have a guy like Micah Parsons in his defense. He can rush the passer. He can play the run. He can cover. Just a fantastic player uh, for that talented defense. And then rounding out the top 10, we have the Dallas Cowboys on the board. And with the 10th pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Cowboys select Patrick Sertain, the cornerback out of Alabama. Heard a ton of rumors about how Jerry Jones loves Kyle Pitts and all this. You've invested enough into the offense. You have a lot of money in your offense. It's time to fix the defense that was historically bad last season. Um, Go get Patrick Sertain, uh, a guy who I think you can plug and play as that number one cornerback. Has all the potential to be a shutdown corner in the NFL. So improve your defense. Your offense is fine. Jerry Jones. With the 11th pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the New York Giants select Jalen Phillips, the edge rusher from Miami. This guy's name has shot up boards uh, all over the place uh, in the draft world uh, just because of his workouts. And he had some injury issues, but I think that the Giants, I, I, I originally had them... Taking a receiver here. They went and got Kenny Galladay. I think they have a really solid receiver room. I don't see the need to, to invest more at the receiver position. I think you need edge help. Uh, you have Leonard Williams there rushing the passer from the interior. Why not get him somebody uh, who is the most talented, I think, edge rusher in this draft? Somebody who can get to the pass, passer. Uh, there's also rumors about the Giants potentially trading out of the number 11 pick. We'll see. Dave Gettleman has never traded back in the draft. Uh, but Jalen Phillips is who they pick at number 11. And then with the number 12 pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Philadelphia Eagles select Devontae Smith, wide receiver out of Alabama. And I think Eagles fans would be dancing uh, if Devontae Smith falls this far. I love Devontae Smith. He is a, a fantastic route runner just so smooth in his routes a guy who just he just produces people want to talk about his size uh, he's not big he's like six foot 150 160 uh, he weighed in at 170 but he definitely does not play at 170. to me uh, I think the Eagles need a receiver and Devonte Smith is the best receiver available for them and this just makes too much sense I think he would immediately go in and be the number one receiver there in Philadelphia. Uh, Why not give Jalen Hurts as much help as possible for his one-year tryout? Although, you know, they're not totally ready to say that Jalen Hurts is a starter that year. But I'm sure Devontae Smith will be a starter immediately in Philly. With the number 13 pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Los Angeles Chargers select Rashawn Slater, the tackle out of Northwestern. Uh, the Chargers, they go a different route than a team like the Bengals. Uh, the Bengals went and got help uh, as far as receivers go, as far as a weapon goes. The Chargers go a different direction and they get help along the offensive line. Rashawn Slater, some people have him as the number one tackle in the draft. Uh, so why not? If he's there at 13, get more help for your for your franchise quarterback. A guy who everybody loves and Justin Herbert. Protect him so he doesn't end up like Joe Burrow did last season. With the number 14 pick in the 2021 NFL draft, the Minnesota Vikings select Christian Derrissaw out of Virginia Tech. Another tackle off the board. The Vikings need help uh, at the offensive line. I feel like this offensive line has been terrible for as long as I can remember. Um, I've been talking about all draft season. I want to see the Vikings straight up for a quarterback. Um, I don't think it happens. It's something that I want to see happen. In this scenario, I don't see them trading up for a quarterback. They instead try to help Kirk Cousins a little bit more, give him more protection. And he's got all those weapons around him. Who knows? You know, maybe he has a, a fantastic year. But Christian Darrisaw is a guy you can plug and play immediately uh, at tackle. And then with the 15th pick, this is now Detroit's pick after trading down uh, with New England. Detroit takes receiver... Jalen Waddle, uh, out of Alabama, uh, this is another player. He uh, he slides further than he probably should. Jalen Waddle is uh, a, he's got Tyreek Hill comparisons, uh, and re- Detroit they got a long way to go. Uh, they they you know I don't think Jalen Waddle's is going to change things technically for them, but they're a team with a lot of holes. So that's why I I, I don't think it's crazy to think that they trade back, they re- they acquire more assets because it's a long rebuild. And then you get a good player in Jalen Waddell as well, a guy that you can have on a rookie contract there and who can help out Jared Goff, who they apparently believe in uh, for now as their quarterback. At the number 16 pick, the Arizona Cardinals select J.C. Horn, the cornerback out of South Carolina. Patrick Peterson's gone. Uh, you've invested a lot of uh, assets at at uh, offense, obviously DeAndre Hopkins. You brought in AJ Green. Um, you brought in James Conner now, um, and then you know obviously the signing of JJ Watt. I think there's a lot of lot of work left to do there at the uh, on the defensive side of the ball. So J.C. Horn is the first step, uh, I think, in, in in improving what is not a very impressive defense. With the 17th pick. In the 2021 NFL Draft, the Las Vegas Raiders select Elijah Vera Tucker, the guard out of USC. The Raiders, they had some head-scratching moves this offseason. Got rid of essentially their entire offensive line. Uh, And it was a very good offensive line, the strength of their team. So eventually, they have to start rebuilding that offensive line. They take the guard out of USC. You just need bodies there uh, right now. I I think that they're going to need help. Uh, Elijah Vera Tucker is a very good player. You could potentially play him at tackle. Uh, Who knows? But I think you need to invest in the offensive line after you got rid of 60% of what was a very good offensive line. With the number 18th pick uh, in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Miami Dolphins' second pick, they pick Quiddy Pay, the edge rusher out of Michigan. Uh, One of the weaknesses that the Dolphins' defense has... uh, is edge rushing, uh, is 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 pass rushing, um, they get a lot of pressure with blitzes and stuff like that because they don't have edge rushers. Uh, this was that they were a dominant defense last year, one of the best in football, but they definitely lacked edge rushing help. And Quidi Pay can come in and do that. I think he's he's a versatile guy. Uh, he's a freak athlete. Uh, I think Brian Flores would love to have Quidi Pay in in that defense and hopefully get to the quarterback, something that they've been lacking. Uh, for, for some time now, since Cameron Wake was really gone uh, there in Miami. You
1: know,
0: with the number 19 pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Atlanta Falcons finally on the board after trading out of number four. And they still get a fantastic player, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, the linebacker out of Notre Dame. Long name, uh, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa. Um, he's another guy who's versatile he's, he's a guy who can rush the passer, he's a light guy, you can play him at safety, he can cover um, but uh, a guy who, who I think would immediately make a huge impact on a defense that like you know, some of these other defenses that we talked about is just missing top end talent they have all the talent on the offensive side of the football, they don't really need much more other than maybe a running back, uh, so why not try to improve that defense there uh, in Atlanta With the number 20 pick in the 2021 NFL draft, the Chicago Bears take Rashad Bateman, the wide receiver out of Minnesota. Um, this is a fantastic wide receiver, and I think whether or not Allen Robinson is there in the future, the, the Bears need more help at uh, receiver. They're out of reach of really any of the top tier quarterbacks. Um, they could trade up. Who knows? I had um, the team right in front of them trading up, so you never know. Uh, but I think they're gonna they're gonna play with Andy Dalton for a year and really see if they can, they can get something going. And I think Rashad Bateman uh, is a great receiver uh, to help out the new QB1 there in Chicago. With the number 21 pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Colts select Caleb Farley, the cornerback out of Virginia Tech, this is one of the. This is probably the top corner in the NFL draft, but he's going to slide, I think, because of injury issues. He had a, a surgery on his back, um, and he falls to the Colts, which is a team with a tremendous defense, one of the best defenses in the NFL. Uh, and if you have a chance to make that defense better, uh, help out Carson Wentz uh, by making that defense better, uh, why not do it with one of the best uh, uh, players in the in the 2020 NFL draft? Even if you got to take some time. For him to get healthy, he comes in there, uh, and if he gets back to where he can be, that's huge. And all of a sudden, you've improved what is kind of a weakness on an incredible defense. Then, <laughs> with the 22 pick, uh, 22nd pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Titans select Greg Newsom, the cornerback out of Northwestern. Another team uh, like the Falcons, like you know, other teams like that. Terrible defense. They, don't, they just need talent. They got rid of Adoree Jackson, got rid of Malcolm Butler. They have a huge hole, I think, at the cornerback position. So they get Greg Newsome, a guy who's probably going to be asked to start right away. Like we said, they lost a lot of talent there uh, at the cornerback position. So why not bring in somebody that can help that defense? With the 23rd pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the New York Jets select... Zavin Collins, the linebacker out of Tulsa, um, with all the top-tier corner corners, I think off the board now, uh, I, which is a huge weakness for the Jets. Uh, they just go and fill another weakness with Zavin Collins at linebacker, a guy who can, a guy, another guy who can do it all. He can rush the passer, he can stop the run, uh, he can play in coverage. I think he's going to make an immediate impact on Robert Sala's defense. We've seen Robert Sala loves linebackers. Um, he had uh, the guy whose name I always forget. Fred Warner there in in San Francisco. So why not bring in a very talented linebacker in Zayvon Collins? With the 24th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Pittsburgh Steelers select Tevin Jenkins, the offensive tackle out of Oklahoma State. A lot of people think they could potentially go running back here. Maybe Najee Harris. I talked about Travis Etienne going here uh, on last week's podcast. But the Steelers need help at the tackle position now with Alejandro Villanueva uh, going to Baltimore he's not coming back to Pittsburgh Marquise Pouncey is gone at the center position you need help at the at the offensive line position so why not get the mauler Tevin Jenkins uh, and and address the running back position in the later rounds Uh, you can get good running backs later in the draft uh, but it's hard to get good offensive linemen later in the draft With the 25th pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Christian Barmore, the interior defensive lineman out of Alabama. Not a whole lot of interior uh, defensive line talent in this draft, but Christian Barmore is by far the best. The Jacksonville Jaguars, like I said, they have a a lot of holes, and this fills a huge hole, a guy who can stop the run. Uh, They were one of the worst run defenses in football last year, so get a guy who can plug those holes uh, who can come in immediately improve that defense? Uh, and he's out of, he comes from Alabama. A lot of great uh, pro ready players come from Alabama. So why not take Christian Baramore there with the 25th pick? With the 26th pick in the NFL draft, the Cleveland Browns select Gregory Russo, the edge rusher out of Miami. Uh, again, uh, why not? Uh, this is. Um, A player that I think a lot of people had is the number one edge rusher going into this process. He's kind of fallen down a little bit uh, because he's maybe not as as athletic as some of these other guys. Uh, And they brought in Jadavian Clowney to come uh, be an edge rusher. But I don't think that prevents them from going and getting another edge rusher. You can never have enough pass rushers. uh, So why not bring in a talented guy who now because you have Jadavian Clowney, he doesn't have to carry such a big load. And maybe he can just focus on developing into a talented edge rusher. Uh, And maybe him and Miles Garrett can be a dynamic duo um, in the future there in Cleveland. And then sticking with the NFC North with the 27th pick. Sorry, the AFC North. With the 27th pick in the 2021 NFL Draft. The Baltimore Ravens select Terrace Marshall Jr. The wide receiver out of LSU. The Ravens need to develop their pass game. They uh, have a dominant run game, one of the best run games we've ever seen in the history of the NFL, but that's only going to get you so far uh, when it comes to playoff time. They cannot seem to sign receivers. I know they got Sammy Watkins, but it's tough signing receivers when your run game just is not, or your pass game is just not at the level of these other teams. So you got to start drafting really good receivers. I think this is something that uh, Eric DaCosta in, 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 in Baltimore has struggled with for a while. So you hope Terrace Marshall Jr., can come in, be that guy who I think can catch those 50-50 balls uh, from Lamar Jackson and help him out with some of these contested catches. Uh, and, and you're hoping uh, that you get yourself a good receiver there at the 27th pick. Now with the 28th pick in the 2020 NFL draft, 2021 NFL draft, the New Orleans Saints select Jamin Davis, J- Jamin, Jamin. I should probably have figured that out before I did this. Jamin Davis, linebacker out of Kentucky, uh, another team with I think talent on offense. You could maybe see them going receiver here to help out Ma- Michael Thomas and their quarterback, whoever it will be. But when a guy like Jameen Davis, uh, why not have him come in there, uh, play alongside some of those other players there um, in New Orleans, improve a defense that I think needs needs some help. They are a good defense, but you know there's there's certain holes there. I think he, Davis can come in and be an immediate impact player. Now with the 29th pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Green Bay Packers select Elijah Moore, the wide receiver out of Ole Miss. The Packers completely ignored going receiver last year in the draft, and it it ticked off Aaron Rodgers a little bit. So why not try to make him at least a little bit happy, get him a deep threat? This is something that, Uh, the Packers' offense is missing. I don't think their receiver position is as as bad as people think it is, but uh, they are missing that downfield threat. As good as Devontae Adams is, uh, that's not really what he does well. Uh, So why not have a guy who can stretch the field Uh, when you have a guy in Aaron Rodgers who can throw the ball very far? And with the 30th pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Buffalo Bills select... Aziz Ojolari, the edge rusher out of Georgia. The Bills have one of the most complete rosters in the NFL. Uh, One of the things that's missing is is a consistent pass rush. So why not get the best pass rushers still available on the board in Ojolari? um, they, They invested some in the draft. They got last year with AJ Epinesa. So why not bring in more young talent? Like I said, you can never have enough edge rushers, especially when your team lacks consistent pass rushing. Then with the 31st pick, this is the pick that the Ravens just traded into just days before recording this podcast. I have the Baltimore Ravens selecting Trayvon Morig, the safety out of TCU. This is another team that has a really complete roster. We saw them with their first pick take a receiver. Uh, maybe now they they fill that hole with uh, that they have at safety that Earl Thomas left with a fantastic player in Trayvon Morrig. And he's another player that if so many quarterbacks hadn't gone early, he would probably have been selected earlier because I think he's one of the best players in the draft. Uh, another thing I could see potentially the Ravens doing is packaging these picks to go up and get one of the top tier receivers. I wouldn't rule that out. Uh, but I honestly wasn't in the mood to do much more trading in this draft. So I have them taking Trayvon Morig, the talented safety, uh, out of TCU. And then with the final pick of the first round, the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers take Creed Humphrey, the center out of Oklahoma. Uh, This team's strengths last year were offensive line and defensive line. Obviously, they have talent on offense all over. Uh, So why not strengthen one of those strengths with uh, with a young center who doesn't have to play right away? Maybe he can develop. He probably could play right away. But Ryan Jensen wasn't always consistent last year. So bring in Creed Humphrey, who could eventually replace Ryan Jensen uh, and and I think do a, do a really good job. He could probably play right now better than Ryan Jensen, honestly. Uh, so that wraps up the first round of the 2021 NFL Draft. And that'll wrap up this episode. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed. I'm super, super excited uh, for the NFL Draft. I have, we're going to be covering uh, everything that goes on in the draft on next week's episode. Uh, we will have actual answers to everything that went down. Uh, I'll recap that. We'll talk more banter, probably. It'll be a great time, Joe. I do have something for you in regards to... I have a little bit of homework for you. For me? Yeah, it's just a little bit of a challenge. So the draft is on Thursday. I don't know what you're doing on Thursday. If you have, if you have plans. No, I wouldn't... In- okay, Okay. nope, sorry. I don't think I have plans. Okay, well, you do now. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I would encourage you just... Just for a little bit. Because have you ever watched the NFL draft? I would encourage you, whether you come over or whether I give you my information for my for my zone or whatever, um, mm-hmm. just to watch part of it. You don't have to watch the whole thing. Just watch. I would love to know. we would love to get your take. I think okay. you have insightful takes on it. I'd like to see what you think as an outsider looking in about the okay. NFL draft. Because I love it. I don't mm-hmm. know. Something about it, It just it just speaks to me I, I like i like it i'd love to you know that's your homework i want to yeah. get your feedback yeah i can um, come over if you want sweet i love it so yeah maybe take some notes let, let the listeners know the listeners are dying to know what your opinion is on the 2020 nfl draft all right so why don't you talk- like as
2: far as what like just whatever the, the, the whole thing
0: you don't even have to say anything like football related just just you can just talk about the aesthetic you can talk about the vibe okay yeah you can just talk about you know
2: so you know like i feel like i'm better at like you know like like vibe checks yeah and, like stuff like that yeah. so so
0: i'll probably talk you know i whereas i would talk about like football you just tell me like what's what's the vibe yeah like yeah, how I get do you that. feel like you feel feel like they're hitting the right um yeah. register as far as vibes go yeah i can do so, that Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, stay tuned for that on next week's episode that'll be a fun time Uh, but yeah thank you guys for listening to another one make sure you follow us on social medias at underscore average joe show Um, give us a five-star rating give us a five-star review subscribe share us please honestly if you're listening to this podcast every week first of all appreciate you thank you very much but come on you got to do you got to help us out you got to pull your weight you got to share the podcast you got to give us a five-star rating you can only hang on for so long eventually mm-hmm. you gotta you gotta pull your weight mm-hmm. uh share the podcast if you enjoy it uh joe i don't know if you have anything you want to say no, before man. we f- close out the show no. no it's a long one today probably so it'll be okay actually it's not going to yeah. be that much longer than normal i, I always, it I always okay. say it's a long one and then it's like 56 minutes <laughs> the same as every uh, other yeah, one. same as every other one so hope you guys enjoyed excited for the draft i hope you guys are too and we will catch you guys post draft on the next
1: one